welcome to Time Out, a personal interview podcast with the staff and leaders of North Hills Church. Each episode, we'll sit down with one of our staff or leaders to really get to know them, hear their stories, and learn what makes them tick. From work to personality to free time, let's take a time out and explore the who behind North Hills Church. Welcome back, everybody, to Time Out with Tyler. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit special, unique, uh, in that I'm actually not hosting this one. Um, I have brought in my friend and fellow staff member, Tim Wadsworth, to Hey-o. interview me. Um, and I think this is going to be the season two finale. I'm not sure. But oh, are like, you the finale? I think I'm the finale. Based on what I saw on like the little Excel spreadsheet that somebody wrote out. Honestly, uh, this is going to be so good. It definitely needs to be the finale. <laughs> Like, this is the icing on the cake. I've been looking forward to this. I'm a little afraid because this is the first time I've given up my director's chair. I get it. I'm a little afraid, too, because I, <laughs> I know what we're going to talk about and you don't. Okay. And I'm excited. So at this point, I'm turning over hosting abilities or hosting powers to Tim for the next yes. hour, 30 minutes to an hour or so. And uh, let's do it. Let's get to know me, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. And Tyler, I'm so grateful that you thought of this and conceived it and kind of executed it. I listened to so many the other day and I've known these people for well over a decade and I didn't know like 90% of the things they were talking about. So I really enjoyed it on my morning walk. So yeah, Yeah. thanks for doing this. Okay. So first off, before we get started, I just want to make a disclaimer Mm -hmm. uh, and I have it right here, big and bold on my notes that Tyler, you are one of the best hires we've ever had at North Hills. And I'm not just schmoozing you. I was going to say, don't, don't pump my ego up at the very no, beginning. No, I'm not. But how many times have I said that? You have said that a lot, yeah. When I heard we were getting a director of tech, I literally got giddy with excitement because as, as North Hills has grown over the years, so has all the tech needs. And I'm just so grateful I don't have to spend 30 minutes on YouTube <laughs> trying to figure something out that you can fix in literally seven seconds. So Tyler, I would love for you to just take a few minutes and explain like what you do here at North Hills day in and day out. So, um, okay. So my typical week looks like, uh, if, if we're not going to start on Sunday, imagine Sunday is the the end point. The yep. we're, we're always working towards the next Sunday. Sunday's always coming. So Monday is kind of like my my get it together day where it's okay. like Sunday's the last Sunday is over. I need to do uh, emails. I need to check to see what is coming up in the week. Do my schedule kind of take care of the the lingering knots and, you know, threads that need to be taken care yeah. of that. If there are any from the previous week, um, Tuesdays are a lot of like meeting with my team to see like what's coming up, like what's Peter going to be preaching about, what songs are we going to sing, who's going to be in the band, you know, what the stage is going to look like. Yep. Um, any kind of special stuff like videos or uh, if somebody's going to do like Ryan is about to do, I don't know when this is going to come out, but Ryan's going to do like this really interesting, um, almost like performance sermon soon where it's less, oh. it's less him preaching as a preacher and he's going to like slip into a, a character like c.s lewis kind of it's on it's on uh it's in mark because we're still in that series yeah, but cool. it's from the perspective that's so yeah. ryan ferguson it's very too. much so yeah so we'll learn about that kind of stuff on tuesday um wednesday is kind of like the the content creation day so yep. like i'll do um the need to know video like we're doing this on wednesday or no this is thursday we usually do podcasts yeah. and stuff like on yeah. Wednesday. wednesday or thursday yeah yeah those kind of creation days um so any kind of special stuff we'll do there 
Um, and then Thursday is usually my uh, physical prep day. So like stage setup, if we're doing any kind of events, like there's a wedding this weekend. Oh yeah, I saw uh, them setting up for that. That I'll have to go get a couple of things set up in the auditorium and the community room for... Um, yeah, that's and then obviously I take Friday and Saturday off. But you have your Thursday nights are your big night, really. Yeah, Thursday nights I'll I actually show up a little later, so I'll come in around sometime around twelve or one uh, in the afternoon, and then I'm here until like nine thirty or ten. Ooh, those are big days for you. Yeah, and as a drummer on the worship arts team, I just serve. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I feel like you didn't even really touch on all the nitty gritty stuff no, you that's, do because those are very, the big yeah. things but I feel like you're you're always diving into stuff that we just would never even think would need to happen around here yeah. just to function um things that you just take for granted like I went back into the like behind the stage mm-hmm. to get my in-ear pack and to get my uh, my in-ears and then it was like oh man look at all the batteries are just mm-hmm. neatly put there and you guys have batteries like for sunday and then batteries just for rehearsal days mm-hmm. and it's it's awesome just yeah. to see everything that you do so that's kind of a thirty thousand foot view but i'm curious and mm-hmm. i've wondered this about you i don't know if i've ever asked you this question but how did you get to north hills or like even hear about this position know it was available like how did all this come to be so it's a, it's, I guess it's not a long story. It's a fun story in that I, I had just finished my graduate program at Elon University doing interactive media. You went to Elon? Mm-hmm. Home Elon of University. the... Oh gosh, it's... Um, Huskies. No, not Huskies. They're a dog, I thought. No, they're not a dog. They're like a... Um, the ducks? Oh gosh, they're like... They're similar to Furman, and they're like they've got like a paladin or a crusader or something. Oh, I'm gonna look dude, it up while a I dude tell riding it. on a horse. Oh my gosh! Hold on, let me look. I'll look it up while I continue. The North the story. Greenville Mounties. Um, but I had just finished my graduate program, and I wanted to go into uh, web development. Mm. Um, because I was, I just really like front end web development. I really kind of fell in love with that while I was in graduate program. Cool. Um, and when I got there, um. Like when I, I finally got a job about six months after finishing my graduate program, moved up, moved back up to North Carolina for a bit. Um, Where in North Carolina? Uh, Cary. So I went to school in Burlington slash Elon, and then I moved to Cary for a year and a half. What other staff member? Alan Bunn. That's right. He, he grew up like about a hundred feet, or not hundred feet, but a couple. <laughs> he grew up <laughs> he within. He grew up across the hallway. <laughs> he in grew my up house. within like a stone's throw of my office wow. in Cary, North Carolina. We had, we actually talked about that in uh, his episode, which is oh, in this cool. season somewhere. Yeah. Um. I'm still looking for this, like, yeah, I want to know. Somebody's going to be like, well, what we're doing right now is almost like the Joe Rogan experience. (laughs) He'll just kind of pause it. (laughs) Just going to like, we're just going to find out. Get on Google. Um, I'm just going to. It is. It's a dog. No, it's not a dog. Mascot. Here's a mascot. Okay. Um, It's a phoenix. I knew it was, it was something. It's a city. No, phoenix, like (laughs) an ant, like the mythical creature. Like a dragon. No, you Phoenix would go is to not a school. Dr- oh my you gosh. would go to a school with a mythical creature. I want to pause for a second. Tim, do you know what a phoenix is? It's a big dragon. No, it's not a big dragon. Or it's a city in Arizona. No, it's not. It's a bird. Oh, I thought it's it was a, a fire bird. Oh, it's a dragon. No, a, it's a literal bird with feathers, and it like it'll shoots fire. No, it'll like it, a phoenix is something that can be eternally reborn. So like oh. a bird will like will live, it'll catch on fire, disintegrate into dust, yeah. and then be reborn from the ashes. So I want you to save that passion that you're having about <laughs> the most nerdiest thing in the world. Cause we're gonna circle back yeah, please. to to some questions there. But okay, you're okay, finishing so, up at Elon. Yes. I had, six months later I got a job in Cary, North Carolina doing web development for um Triangle Direct Media up there. Hmm. Um did 
web development for them. It was SEO work. So like when you search on Google, uh, you see like if say you search on like tires on Google or whatever and discount tire comes up as the first result, they have gamed the Google system by like making sure their website has the correct like code and like pictures and everything. So they go higher up on the Google search results. Um, And Hmm. so my job was to go through like clients websites and say, all right, we need to fix this in your code, this in your website, this and whatever. Wow. Or there was an analyst who would give me that job and then I would go and do it. And then I hated it because Did you? it was not fun. So when I was in graduate pro- or when I was doing my graduate program, I was designing the websites what I wanted. I was kind of being uh, creative okay. and doing whatever I and it was all front end stuff, which is kind of more the visual, uh, the building of it. Hmm. And then a lot of what I was doing was back end web development uh, or it's slight back end, slight front okay. end, which was more yeah. like, hey, get into the metadata that no one will ever see and adjust these like, I, yeah, anyway, I, I was kind of done. And luckily, around the time that I was kind of reaching my breaking point, um, I found a, there was a job offer through, or not a job offer, but a job opportunity in um, Spartanburg, from First Baptist Ooh, Spartanburg. Sparkle City. Yeah, um, and somebody was like, they need some tech people down there. Uh, for their church and I was like this is my opportunity so I called the guy up and I was like I would love to come interview with you and he's like sure that would be great and the very next day they let the entire North Carolina web development staff go (laughs) that was me and a girl named Brittany one of my friends and she we both got called in and they were like hey you didn't do anything wrong but we're going to keep all our web development people in Florida we're going to get rid of this this department up here and this is just going to be sales and they're going to be the the people to do it and so we wow. kind of i walked out and i went home and i was like i got fired today and oh. she was like my wife sarah was like oh, we're gonna get to her in a second are you okay and i was like yeah actually i'm very excited <laughs> so wow i mean praise god yeah like most people leave dejected no and no, no. Hopeless. I was, yeah i was very happy that i got let go that day so we went like literally my week the next week was free because i didn't have anything to do so we went down right you're kind of unemployed i interviewed for this position and it it drew me back to Greenville where I grew up and I wanted to just be here. Did you grow up in Greenville? Mm-hmm. I was born just down. Yeah. Down, just down what high road. school did you go to? Wait a minute. We're getting off track. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> we'll excited. Circle back, we'll circle back. <laughs> we're going to get to that. So anyway, um, we interviewed for that job and it was dependent on the elders, like approving the budget for that new position. And the elders of that church did not approve elders. the position. So it was literally like I was working for my dad kind of part time, just making some like scraping by cash. Um, and uh, and somebody I don't remember who told me about it, but somebody said, hey, North Hills Church is hiring. Hmm. And I was like, all right. So I sent in uh, like the I think the application was uh, obviously send in your resume, but send in a video um like a highlight reel of like the video work you've done. So I grabbed a bunch of stuff I'd Send done in, in like a highlight reel of you plugging in a USB drive <laughs> accurately. If you can do it on the first, right, the first try. Time, yeah. <laughs> so I came in and interviewed with um, Ryan Ferguson and when he was still here, Ryan Hodges. And Ferguson likes to tell the story that uh, if he, I came in, obviously I was in like jeans and like a pol- like a polo shirt with like the two buttons or whatever. Yeah. And I had my keys jingling because if you know me, I've got my keys all the time. And Ryan yes. said, if you would have had a multi-tool on your belt loop, I would have hired you without interviewing you. <laughs> or a drum like, key. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now let me just pause real quick. We need to let people know that one of the things I love about you is we can hear you mm-hmm. at least 50 yards away. Oh, yeah. And it's just, you know, Tyler's coming. And there's some like 
piece about that. Mm -hmm. You can just kind of hear the jingle of Tyler's keys in the hallways. And it's like, if you have a computer issue and you hear that noise, you're like, oh. Do you want to give a little like uh, a preview to, I've got my keys with me. (gasps) Hang on. I'm just going to like, if you're on headphones, maybe don't put them in really hard, but like. That's it. That's that's the sound, that's that's the sound of the keys. And the best part is, you know, Tyler means business on Sunday morning when something happens in one of the services. He will hold the keys. Yeah, so it doesn't so jingle. it doesn't jingle in in the main auditorium. Yeah. you know, down the aisle. And that's in my mind. I'm like, oh, Ty means business yeah. right now because he's holding his keys. No jingle. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I got the I got the job. I went and I went to a rehearsal and ran sound for. I remember them. that. And they were like, yeah, like Ross Robinson called me when he, back when he was on staff, shout out to Ross about a, a week later. And he was like, Hey man, we'd like to offer you the position. And the, the rest is history. Yeah. So how long has it been now? It will be four years in January coming up. Whoa. So I started into the January 1st of 2018. Yeah. And I, I remember when you came on staff, Tyler, because we were kind of in a season as a staff around like 2016, 2017, where a lot of our people were just transitioning, mm-hmm. like Ryan Berg was moving to Indiana mm-hmm. and Jay Tickle and Ryan Hodges and the list, you know, Jonathan Stanley. I was losing all my friends. Yeah. And I remember going to Ryan Berg and I'm like, who am I going to eat lunch with on Tuesday <laughs> after staff meeting now? And he goes, dude, uh, Tyler, he's the man. Yeah. Like you're you're going to really love him. And he has been so accurate with that, which leads me to my next question. Kind of give us a view of best part of your job, and the, but also the most challenging part of your job that maybe people just wouldn't think, man, Tyler really has to, to deal with this. And it's something, you know what, forget, forget best part. Yeah. Let's just go to the most challenging part of your job where it's something that stretches you or I mean, when you wake up in the morning and you know you got to do it, yeah. you're like, ugh. So this is, if, if any other sound techs or tech people are listening, they'll know exactly what I'm talking mm. about. But the, the I, I won't say the worst, but the most challenging part of my job is if, if anything goes wrong on a Sunday, mm. eyes are on me. Even though I'm in the background, like if something, like if Peter's, there's a joke, I think the Babylon Bee wrote an article one time, like <laughs> pastor's, pastor's sermon is theologically incorrect blame sound guy like it's, yes it's very much like if something goes wrong on the live stream if something goes wrong in the auditorium if something goes wrong with the lights if something goes anything goes wrong oh, immediately people just stare at the sound it, booth it feels as if like the exorcist head is like turning around Man, and that's like so looking. true what yeah. other job does that kind of happen i don't know and for whatever reason if everything goes right you're in the background, which I enjoy. I no like don't even being, know you're there. Yeah, you're not even there. But if something goes wrong, you're very much like the spotlight turns and just, yeah, it's on you. I remember a few weeks ago in first service, Matt Nesper got up to do his call to worship. And for whatever reason, the mic just wasn't <laughs> yeah. working, you know? And man, even the glare he was given, yeah. the sound people, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, even if it's their fault, like, Matt, you didn't even turn the microphone <laughs> on. You're still getting thrown right. under the yeah, bus. hundred percent. I don't appreciate that for you. Th- on your you. behalf, I'm upset <laughs> for you. So people, okay. people don't do it maliciously. They just, it's on, it's almost like a, um, it's a learned cultural behavior where like you, yeah. you subconsciously know that the tech people are responsible for like certain, a certain list of things, audio, yeah. sound, whatever. No, you're right. And then like, you don't think about them on a day to day basis because you're focused on the music, you're focused on the speakers, whatever. Yeah. But if, again, if something goes wrong, your brain kind of like does a 360 or a 180 and they go, Hey, you remember the person that is in charge of doing all the technical so things? So funny. Let's go blame them. And that's him right there. Go talk to him. Yeah. Well, even like in our youth program on Sunday nights, 
if the slides for mm-hmm. the worship songs get jacked up, oh man, you'll see like 80% of the kids just yeah. turn and look. Yeah. Who, who is manning that computer? So, okay, kind of switching gears. I'm really excited to kind of hear you answer this question. Sure. Like, who are you aside from being the tech guy here at North Hill? So like married, kids, pets, where do you live in Greenville? Like just kind of give us a, who is Tyler outside of the nine to five hustle tech dude? Like who, who are you? Um, I'm a really strange, weird, nerdy kind of like guy. I, so I am married. Um, I'm married to Sarah. She, we've been married for, I always get the dates because we got married on the the 15th of 2000. No. Uh Oh, wait a minute. We got married on the, Uh Oh, it's the 15th and the 16th. The day is one of them and the year is the other one. And oh, I always no. get, them, I get them mixed up, but she knows this. she's not yeah, going to get, yeah. get on my case. No, Sarah's so cool. She um, didn't care. It was 16. We got married in 2016. So we've been married for six years this coming January. Congratulations. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. It's the 15th, January 15th of 2016. How did you and Sarah meet? Oh gosh. Um, At so, Elon, the home of the fire breathing dragons. No, we went to the same church for literally all of our lives. We in were in Cary. No, in Greenville. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we My all bad. grew up here. Yeah. So we were in Brushy Creek Baptist for like <gasps> forever. The guys down the street. Yeah, that was our home church before they even moved over to the building they're in now. We were in the the first building uh, that's on the Whoa. corner. Um, I didn't know you were old school Baptist. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I grew up that way. <laughs> That's when you dug out your old school Baptist clothes for the interview with Ferguson. Yeah. If I, <laughs> that, that, when, I, when you say, yeah, those were not old school Baptist clothes. Those were like, oh. I was the rebel in the Baptist church. Oh, snap. Yeah. Well, uh, not rebel. I was the, is this, re- like, are we really doing this? You were this? just normal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's not. So you guys met at Brushy Creek Baptist. Yeah. So we were friends for a long time. We yeah. played in a band together. Um, <gasps> what i feel like how have we not talked about what was this? that band called we were called for heaven's sake <laughs> yeah we were we were is there anywhere someone can go right now and listen to them or uh, you uh potentially i didn't sing i played bass but there we used to have an old myspace account that had some songs of ours on shout it shout out to tom from mm-hmm. myspace yeah, tom was our best friend hmm. um but yeah we played in a band together she played acoustic guitar and did backing vocals i did bass I dated her best friend for two and a half years. Oh no. Uh, and then that relationship ended. And mm, then oh, of course, um, Sarah and that, are best you two still friends with that friend that you dated for two and a half years? Sarah is, I'm, we're more acquaintances at this point. <laughs> I, I won't, I don't want to get into it. Cause it was like one of those things that like, you know, you're young and I'm with you. The relationship was, that never happened. Yeah. It, yeah. It was bad. <laughs> it wasn't bad, but like we both. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so at the same time, that friend, kind of told Sarah, Hey, I want to go do like, I don't want to room with you anymore. And she didn't mean it. I don't think maliciously, but she was like, I want to go hang out with other people. And Sarah's boyfriend broke up with her like all in the span of like three months. All the stars were aligning. Yeah. So we were driving. So Sarah didn't have a driver's license or a car at the time when she was in college, she got it Mm. late and I had my car and I drove everywhere. Um, and we were driving to Walmart one night because what else do you do at North Greenville? And that's you where true drive, magic happens. You drive to is Walmart. Is it Wally World at 11 o'clock at night? So we were heading down towards Traveler's Rest Walmart and we were just lamenting the fact that like, oh, we're alone and we're we're broken up. And Sarah Sarah turned to me and she said, Tyler, what's going to happen? What if, what if we're here when we're 40 and we're complaining about our love life of just like, we don't have anybody, whatever. And I said, Sarah, if we're 40, I will marry you. And at the time when I said it, it was more of just like, don't worry, everything will work out. It'll be fine. Went to Walmart, went all the way back. I I remember specifically like 
getting back to my dorm. I had parked, you know, I parked the car, put the keys down. I'd sat on the edge of my bed. Yeah. And I went, what am I going to do next? Like play a video game, watch a movie, study, whatever. Yeah. And then my brain went, actually, that wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. <laughs> to marry Sarah. So then I started kind of pursuing her and. I, hold on. I just love that it went from something so shallow to something so life-changing. Yeah. What am I going to really... do? Uh, have a snack play video games or marry this girl yeah no and and we were such good friends at the time that it was one of those things that you it was like right in front of my nose and i didn't realize it and then once i had a a second to like stop and think it was like oh so i I pursued her for a little while we ended up working together at cape hatteras for the summershine uh ministry uh summer job cool do you guys have done ministry together yeah, yeah yeah and then we uh obviously got engaged got married and Rest is yeah, history. Rest is history. Any kids? Any pets? No, no kids. Well, I mean, I, I feel like eventually we will have kids. I mean, yeah. that seems to be the the general direction people go. <laughs> it's like the first commandment in the Bible: you be know. fruitful and multiply. But um, no, no kids yet. <laughs> um, and right now we have three pets. So we have Marceline, a cat; Annabelle, oh. a big cat; and uh, Indiana, who is a dog. She's brand new. And she's she's precious. Yeah, she's great. She's, How old is she? She's 20 weeks yesterday. Which... And, you, and you're such a good dog dad. Oh, because yeah. Because you'll be around the office and you're like, I, I got to run home real quick. I got to let I got to let Indy out to use the bathroom. <laughs> and as me as a dog dad, I'm like, they'll figure it out. <laughs> they'll just, you know, go in the carpet. I'll clean it up later. Uh, no, I'm spoiled. Rachel's at home. Yeah. She can let our dog out. What kind of dog? She is a Beagle Lab mix, a Beagle Black Lab mix. Wow. I don't know. Well, she, is there a name for that? I don't know. I don't, hmm. A beagle lap. She's a mutt. She's a yeah, mutt. A mutt. Yeah. So you live just a few minutes away from the church. I've mm-hmm. been to your house. It's a cool little house. My, my favorite part of the house is you have a whole room literally dedicated to like everything Marvel, Pokemon, uh, Nintendo. Like tell us more about this room because it is, I'm not even doing it justice. It's mm. the coolest uh anime type room i've ever seen what what all is in there so if you so if you ever want to know more about it just come find me at the sound booth on sunday i'll show you pictures i've got it oh yeah i so i mentioned a minute ago that i'm like super nerdy like just i love again i love marvel i love video games i love comic books i love lego i love uh anime i love name something i probably have either a, a, a figure or a, a set or a picture or a poster or something, a game for it. Yep. Um, and so when we moved into this house, me and Sarah were like, okay, the master bedroom is ours. We're going to, that's where we're going to sleep and you know, whatever. And then the other two bedrooms, since we didn't have any kids, we were like, Sarah was like, I want a reading room. And I said, well, I want a game room. So one became one and one became the other. Sweet. So my game room is just like, I, I built these shelves and put them up on the wall and like yeah, I've got multiple shelves. Yeah. And I've got these, there's wall spanning shelves that I've got like a bunch of Hulk figures on one. I've got like, uh, there's like Disney plush and toys on one. There's Legos, there's, uh, games. It's Talk just about Hulk because you oh also gosh. have a whole wall and I feel like in a shelf dedicated to the incredible Hulk. So, it's just the one shelf. And I mean, I've got things scattered around yeah. my house, but I, a couple of years ago, as I was watching some of the Marvel movies, I just kind of became, I just love the Hulk. And like, he became my favorite superhero. And a lot of that is like, there's two versions of that. There's the uh, kind of like vicariously, you can live through this character as he gets to yeah. like release this 
rage and he just gets Hulk he doesn't smash. yeah he doesn't get there's just no consequences for the hulk for smashing a car there'd be consequences mm. for me if i went out and beat somebody's car with a baseball bat just a little bit um but also like the idea that it's the very dr jekyll and mr hyde kind yeah. of like bruce banner and the hulk and like the hulk is he the hulk can be a bad guy he can be a good guy he can be a demon he can be kind of like a saving grace he he is a piece of bruce banner that is either out of control or in control like he's he's this unstable variant um and he has impeccable timing for humor right but i but that like just the the instability of it just spoke to me as a he's an anti-hero he's a hero he has the ability to be this really good thing yeah but he also has this ability to be this really terrible bad thing and yeah. just a lot of times he ends up choosing the good thing over the bad thing despite kind of the nature that yeah. he has so well, and i would think too if people want to grow in knowing you and who you are and what you're passionate about i would encourage people we also have another podcast here at the church under our student ministry called carpool conversation oh, plug <laughs> i am gonna plug and we had you as a guest on carpool conversations and we we had you on there just talking about teenagers and gaming mm -hmm. and i thought it was really insightful i thought it was really good i've had kids come up to us and say man that was because they know, I, I sure. know nothing about games and I'm kind of old school NES. Like I'll play Mario Kart with you, right. but that's as far as I, I think I played a little Guitar Hero. Oh my gosh. I right? played some Guitar Hero. Oh, dude, I love, love Guitar Hero. But that, I, I guess that leads into talking about the room and like what I've got in there is that yeah. my main hobby, my main love outside of, you know, my wife and my work and like life as a human when it when it's like just me and i want to have like non-human well you know, not, <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like there's responsibilities there's life uh yeah like things i have to take care of before i can kind of do my thing yeah um but when it's when it's like saturday or friday afternoon or something when i'm not working and i can just sit down <sighs> on the, the couch yeah it's video games yes i love to play video games favorite system and favorite game that goes with that system go so favorite system right now would probably be the nintendo switch favorite system Ooh. of all time oh would probably be either the gamecube the nintendo gamecube hmm. or um the uh game boy advance oh, i think snap. i don't even know what that is it's do you know what a game boy is the one from like the 90s well they kept iterating on it as they hence advanced yes um hmm. so i really loved those you're just sitting in a boardroom what do we call it I... well this is advanced <laughs> just call it the game boy advanced the, the, the one before that was the game boy color oh, i remember that yeah dude oh i can get into it if you like <laughs> yeah and and what's cool about the switch is you can be playing it in your living room, mm -hmm. and then if you got to go run an errand, you literally yeah. can take it with you. I can take it to the doctor's office and play it in the doctor's office while I'm waiting for my appointment. I can take it to wherever oh, I man. need to wait. Can you imagine if we had that when we were eight years old? Yeah, right. That's that was remember the game like Boy. your brother would turn it off or the power would go out. Mm -hmm. You would lose everything. You mm -hmm. are starting over at level one. Yeah. Man. So those are my favorite. I'm a big Nintendo guy. I like I like all video games. So I have a PlayStation, a couple PlayStations. I have a couple of Xboxes. Yeah. Um, but I like Nintendo. I think more than anything. There's actually to date this episode. There's a Nintendo Direct, like an announcement video this afternoon at six. Oh, and you're uh, going to be tuning in. Oh, I'm very much going to be tuning in. It's going to be fun. Can I tell you which gaming system and game changed my life? Yeah, please. I would N love to talk about that. Nintendo 64. Uh huh. Goldeneye. Oh yeah. Remember multiplayer? Mm -hmm. Oh, That's I mean, like literally I had to get counseling because it would make 
the rage that could come out of me if someone got me. Yeah, that was the like people still like dream about that video game. People talk about that. I was always odd job. Yep, odd job because he was shorter and you so tiny you couldn't get him. Um. But favorite video game yeah. of all time. So I've got a bunch. Like I could get, give a list. If you but, were going to an island yes. and had a television uh-huh. with your favorite gaming system and yes. you could only take one game, yes. what would it be? Metroid Prime. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you asked. I gave you. Say that again. Metroid Prime. Oh, I know that. Prime. So it was the first 3D Metroid game. Metroid, at the time, Metroid was this game that was on the NES. It was on the Super Nintendo. Um... It had come to the Game Boy once, and then they kind of reinvigorated the franchise by putting it into 3D. So it was a first-person shooter game. You have to put on, like, special 3D glasses? No, 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 no. When I say 3D, I mean more, less 3D, like, Avatar, or going to, like, a movie, and more 3D, like... Oh, you know how like Mario like dynamics, Mario, the, graphics. the first Mario you move from left to right, and you My can't favorite. move in like yeah. the the different the other you go left to right. That's it. With this one, you can go in all directions, so you can turn oh, around okay. in 360. You can jump. It's when I say 3D, it's the difference between like Super Mario Brothers and like Super Mario 64. Oh, yeah, dude, those. Oh man, the Nintendo 64 is a game changer. Oh yeah, even the way the the handle, the controller mm-hmm. looked, and the joystick in yeah. the middle, Mario Kart. Yeah. Oh man! If someone ever hit me with a red shell, the rage. Well, see, that was my first uh, game console, and that I had the played. Yeah, yeah, because I had played the Super Nintendo and the NES at friends' houses because they they had it or their older siblings had it or whatever. But we didn't have a gaming console until uh, my parents bought me an N sixty four and they bought me a Game Boy Pocket. Um, so it the smaller version of a Game Boy. Yeah, and well, it was a little advanced. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but this one goes in your pocket. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I was playing Pokemon and Banjo-Kazooie and Yoshi's Story and things. Oh. I'll say Metroid Prime does get a, a, a very good, like, competi- gets very good competition from Banjo-Kazooie, which is this other game on the N64 that I yeah. love. And those two games are, I mean, see, I could talk about games all day. Well, And you know what? I think people need to know that you're also keeping our kids safe around here yeah. because we had a crazy man playing Pokemon oh, all throughout our parking lot, <laughs> driving like a, a maniac. Yeah. And... Tyler had to get with the Pokemon system somewhere mm-hmm. in probably Silicon Valley to get the Pokemon spots gone on the phone. Oh, so I've, he... I've got to correct you. It's Pokemon. Or Pokemon. Yeah. My bad. Pokemon. 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 Am I saying that right? I yeah. like Pokemon. Yeah, it's not. If you say that in some I like gonna... to sound like, get if, off my lawn. Yeah, if you, yeah I was going to say, if you walked over to like <laughs> the, you know, the competitions they have with the trading cards at like Boardwalk or like. Hello, whatever. my fellow friends. Would I you see. like to play some Pokemon? They'd be like, get out. Do you collect the cards or just play the game on your phone? Oh, any of it. I, have, I haven't collected the game, the cards in a while, What's but I have. What's the most expensive card of... you have? A, sh- a Shizar? No, I don't have a lot of the old ones. My old Pokemon cards are gone. I don't know where they went, but... <gasps> Find them! I've been trying to. I've, Mercy. I've torn up my parents' house looking for them. <laughs> but the new of the new cards, I think I have one that's worth like 50 bucks or something. Like, what? But it's not like... Sell that beast. Yeah, it's more for fun than anything. I gotcha. Okay. So, um, as you know, budgets in our world on staff they are due this friday yeah for the 2022 year so it made me think uh i would love for you to take a few few minutes and just talk about the best purchase you have ever made with tithe money okay because mm-hmm. we're rolling with tithe money sure we have a a, a worthy calling of when we spend money here at the church mm-hmm. we know it's god's people giving generously so 
I love asking ministry people, <laughs> what's, what's the best purchase you've made with tithe money? Also, what's the dumbest, worst, or most embarrassing purchase that you have ever made with tithe money? Right. So the best, um, this is going to be kind of a two-parter, but the best purchase we've made with tithe money so, so far, the money that you give, is uh, <laughs> the live stream equipment that we use to live stream yes. uh, the sermon out. So we've gotten some new video equipment. We've gotten some new audio equipment. Amen. And over the course of a year since March 2020, we- What happened in March 2020? Coronavirus. What's that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, let's not date this too, too bad. But yeah, once that hit, we were like, we got to figure out live streaming. So we had to go purchase and all dude, this equipment. You did it like a champ and you did it on a dime mm -hmm. and like not to, I mean, I, I can brag on you. I mean, it was, we went from nothing to something yeah, it very was, fast. It was one of those things where like the, the Easter, the first live stream we did was at Easter of 2020. We were on, we were basically duct taped together. It was really, it was really bad. But then slowly we were able to purchase things and kind of get it get back to where better. it was. So I would agree that that is well done. You spent money pretty well. What's something where like you're ashamed, you even swipe the card um, and I, it's backfired? I want to say I bought something. I can't remember what it was, but I bought something. I want to say it was last year that I thought was going to be like, to. Re I, it was a piece of equipment that I thought was going to revolutionize <laughs> the way we did stuff and then it got here and i think it i think it broke it was gonna be game boy advanced no it was like i feel like it was this fancy mic stand or something that we were gonna i cannot remember what it was but, wow we, but it got here and, and it I, broke I, like two weeks yeah, later and i ended up sending it back but it was one of those things where i was oh, so like you got, you got the tithe money yes yeah, so i got the tithe money back, oh that's no fun no i i can't think of anything specific that like oh gosh i have a list a mile long Usually, Maybe you can ask me that question when it's yeah, my turn. Yeah, I was going to say, usually if I get something bad, I'm able to send it back and be like, hey, this 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 sucks. Yeah, I want my money back. So you mentioned briefly that you met Sarah and you guys were playing music together and mm -hmm. you played bass. Mm -hmm. So that obviously means that you've got music in your blood. What's your go-to choice of music? Favorite band? Oh, you're, you're giving me this question at the beginning. So for those who listen to the podcast a, a lot, I give this question at the end oh. because it's like... Oh, do That's you? My, I do. I usually do. It's my favorite question to ask people <laughs> because it's just... it. It It's very telling. It gives... Yeah, it gives people the opportunity to give something more personal about themselves and you can kind of like... Re there's a lot of relationships. Well, here's why we're bringing it up now because I'm going to revolutionize your endings with how good this ending is going to be. <laughs> so stay tuned because I'm giddy with excitement on how we're going to end this episode. Uh, okay, so go to band. Um, All-time favorite. So all-time favorite band would probably be The Who. Um, if you heard that, that was Tim Sorry. hitting his mic, like just punching it. I'll, I'll repeat myself. Yeah. It was The Who. The Who? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they started in late 1960s or mid-1960s. I can't remember. They played I, Woodstock. I feel like I've heard of The Who, but like what are they? What songs put them on the map? Um, so uh, Who Are You is one of the big ones. They play that a lot oh. in commercials. Who uh, yeah. Um, Bob O'Reilly is the one that people know but don't know the name of. Um, oh, wow. It's called Bob O'Reilly. It was on CSI for a oh. long time. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, <laughs> yeah. And it's called, it's, people People like to call it Teenage Wasteland. It's not no, Teenage Wasteland. No, not it's at called all. Bob O'Reilly. Of course. Um, and then the Tommy album, the rock opera they did. Have you ever seen these guys in concert? I did, actually. Um, so now Keith Moon, the drummer, and John Entwistle, the bassist, had passed away a long time because I, I was uh, born in 1990 so i didn't get to 1990 yeah um, you're a kid oh i <laughs> <laughs> so but i get to, i did get to see roger daltrey and pete townsend play at the bilo center back when it was the bilo center 
Um, and that was really that was really fun. Oh wow, yeah, because it's now the Bon Secours. I still call it the Bon Well, Center. I know I still call it the Bilo Center. But if if I had to pick a favorite band, it would be that. If I had to pick a favorite album, because I'm going to make this distinction, the same thing of with course. the video games. It's called uh, Give Up by the Postal Service. Um, and people usually know this band from um, literally either UPS and the Postal Service both use the song Such Great Heights oh. in their commercials from... Hummet. Uh, oh gosh, now that you say that, I'm, I'm, like, I'm blinking, oh, I'm freezing, I'm getting, stage, I'm getting stage well, fright. As we continue to talk, if it hits you, just randomly just hum it out it's like, there. da 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 that kind of thing i got nothing but i liked it you will see us waving from such great heights come down now that song oh yeah yeah so that that album is my favorite album of all time and if you haven't listened to it you need to go to spotify go to your favorite music thing now listen to give up by the postal service and if you don't be blessed and be blessed yeah absolutely so obviously as a student pastor i'm dealing with teenagers all the time you know we're all curious you know you said you played bass I know you've talked about skateboarding is also a big thing with you. It was, yeah, for what, a while. What was 12-year-old Tyler like? Like, what? give us a little glimpse into Tyler as a sophomore in high school. Oh, my. Well, that would be t- a couple of years later from well, 12. Well, just little yeah, Tyler. When I was younger, yeah. I was nothing. I, was, I mean, I was a lot like how right. I am now. But, like, when it came to personality, I was the turtle in the shell. Like, mm. I, I literally, it, it gave me, I don't want to say anxiety, but I didn't care to be social i didn't care to talk to people i didn't Hmm. care to be in front of people all i wanted to do was be with like my one or two best friends hang out play video games do whatever we wanted to and then walk away like i didn't want to i think there was a a famous story in my family where in first grade we had to do like a presentation where we read like a poem we had written for something (laughs) and i had asked my teacher could i be the person who passed the poems out to the other students so i didn't have to read mine in front of the class now i still had to read mine but you were were... probably the student that when the whole class had to read and each kid took a paragraph you were like unbelievably anxious and just full of anxiety by the time it got to you for a long time i was just very shy very quiet very um non like i was just this kind of geeky nerdy kid in the back who didn't say anything and in in fact in high school you talk about sophomore year of high school i was in math class and um the teacher said something about like hey did anybody get this math problem right and i and nobody did except me and i was like i did and this one kid who sat in front of me turned around and he went you talk (laughs) (laughs) so for like around when i hit 17 to like 17 to 20 were like the growth years for me where i i finally figured out like kind of who i was or at least the direction of who i was gonna become um started coming out of my shell and developing more so you never really got in trouble no not really i in fact i didn't start getting into trouble i mean i got into a little trouble but like for the most part i was almost like you a went to the dragon shoes. school no i was i was a goody two-shoes when i was a kid and oh. there again a famous story for my family is that one <laughs> one night one night i lied to my parents <gasps> and i told them like a little fib or whatever and i went no, to you bed lied. it wasn't a fib i don't you remember lied. what it was but okay. I, I i went to bed and about 15 to 30 minutes later I am openly weeping oh, in my bed and I, sweet, I, I yell at my parents. I'm like, I lied. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. You know, and <laughs> punish me, please yeah. punish me. <laughs> Penance. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. I wish my kids would have a little bit of 
yeah, little I had Tyler a, in them. I had a very big moral conscience when I was younger. Now, now that, your brother wasn't like that. My, well, so a li- in in weird ways, Will had Will, who is my brother. He's my younger brother. He had a moral conscience when it came to other people. So if he, no. he saw somebody not riding a if they were riding a motorcycle and didn't have a helmet on. They're in trouble. They're a bad person. Oh. If they were smoking, in trouble. They're a bad person. If they swore, <laughs> in trouble. Getting a bad person. But he would get into the most like just trouble. Like he would pull. There's a there's a picture of us when we were younger where I'm sitting there in our playroom and I'm reading a book, like a little picture book or whatever. Yeah. And Will has gone over to the bookshelf and yanked all of the books off just to have them splayed out across the floor. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So because th- he knew sweet little Tyler would come clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully in solitude, not being bothered by anyone okay no. well that's a good glimpse so you were just kind of a chill kid yeah stayed out of trouble yeah i didn't start becoming really rebellious until about late high school early college when and you then... started listening to the who yeah sure yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll say that no i th- at that point it was just kind of like i i started getting into like the idea of like the man you know like the, the man's holding us down like oh yeah stick it to the man yeah so a lot of time i i developed almost an issue with authority um, to the point where I was like, if anybody tells me what to do, I'm just not going to do it because yeah, they're they're telling me to do it. They're did, you not asking. A, did you have a wallet chain? No, but I had. Um, <laughs> I did get a little pocket watch one time that had Resident oh. Evil Four on it, oh. which is a video game. Yeah, uh, and it had a chain that came out and like hooked to your belt loop. So of course, it was I, all I, the kids with the wallet chains. I that had were like the spike bands and the and the oh, wristbands and whatnot. You're a little punk rock. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Nice, which kind of leads me to my next kind of punk rock thing is, you know, I touched on it. You're a skateboarder. You're still skateboarding to this day. Uh, so I would not call myself a skateboarder. Come on. No. You I, go to a skate church and I chill. used to. I've only, I've actually only been there once. Oh, um, well, it's more than most. But um, I did, that was a fun, fun night. But I have, I, I casually ride a skateboard. I, I can't do any tricks. I can't like... I was going to ask you, have you ever done like a kickflip or an ollie? In fact, when I was younger, I achieved an ollie when I was, I was a kid and I was like, I defied gravity. I did it. And then I never did it again. It was just, (laughs) Hey, but at least you did it at least once. But I did like, I I feel like I'm a longboarder on a skateboarder. I like the, you know, going down hills and going around like the curves and just trying to stay on the board and go as fast as possible. But like, I, I like to do it on a skateboard. I don't like to do it on a longboard. If that I'm makes any sense. Yeah, I, I loved skateboarding as a kid, but as long as I could just sit on my butt and fly down a hill, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. I never wanted to ride it kind of normal. We were, we were, we did that a lot. And that like, we were all, I mean, extreme sports was the big thing, right? When yeah. I was younger. So like rollerblading, Tony Hawk and Bob yep. Burnquist and like oh, man, uh, Tony Sean Hawk. White and all those like extreme. Sean White, the flying tomato. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like all those extreme sports stuff, we were constantly outside trying to pop wheelies on our bikes and like. Or like be on your scooters. bike and do little bunny hops. Yeah. Now I was better at riding, doing like bunny hops and doing wheelies on my bike than I was doing anything <laughs> on a skateboard. I could wheelie until like for hours. I could what? just pop it. Yeah. I could pop it and just go. I can't do it now, but we used to, I mean, scooters and rollerblades and skateboards and bikes and but like. But they were called razors. Yeah. We had the razor scooters. Yeah. Oh, the razors. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So teenage Tyler. You know, kind of quiet. Then we had the rebellious years around mm-hmm. 17, 18, 19. I'm curious though, um, and and you're going to laugh at this question just because of our friendship and what sure. we always joke about, but how, how did you come to know Jesus? Like in your story, <laughs> so uh, and I'm only laughing. Can, can, no. we, can we touch on kind of our joke? We have to, we, we're going to make it very clear that it's a joke, but yes. <laughs> it, it's a joke. Like when Tyler, if I have a tech need or Tyler's busy and he can't drop everything to come help me, or if Tyler's just having an attitude, I always joke that 
Tyler is on staff with North Hills, but I'm not sure Tyler is a believer. <laughs> and it's obviously a joke. It's not true, but that's just my immature way of saying, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Please come help me. But I'm sure people are curious. Like you don't really talk about it a lot on staff. People just assume maybe you've been a believer your whole right. life. Like yeah. how did, how did you hear about the gospel and surrender your life? And so I grew up in the church. Uh, like I said, I grew up at Brushy Creek Baptist. My mm. parents went there and from literally the womb out, I knew who Jesus was, or at least was, um, uh, I was told, you know, I was in that culture or whatever. Yeah. Um, and when I was about seven or eight years old, um, there was like either an altar call or something. Uh, the pastor had said something about surrendering your life. And I went home and told my mom I wanted to. How so old were you? Seven or eight. Okay. Seven or eight. Wow. Um, and then we, me and my brother both, uh, like one by one, we went back to her bedroom. She opened the Bible. She prayed with us. Um, I think my dad was there too, like helping and, we just kind of like, we, we prayed that, uh, Jesus would come into our hearts and save us and, and do all mm. that. And then it's, that was where it stopped when I was yeah. younger. Cause when you're younger, you don't really like the, you still want to go to hell a little bit, but like partly it was, I don't want to go to hell now. And I'm 36. But it was one of those things where like the, the, the importance, the weight of it didn't hit me. It was more of like the spirit was pursuing you. The spirit was pursuing me, but yeah. like mentally I didn't really like get to the, like the existentialness of the whole thing. Ooh, so good word. when I was, um, when I was in my like 17, 18 years old, um, I never lost my faith. Um, I always had mm. it and I was always within the church doing stuff and like trying to live it out. But when I was around 17 or 18, I started to like kind of question the beliefs that my parents had instilled in me. Yeah. Um, again, the authority figure part of me was like, that's right. Your wallet I, chain. Somebody, <laughs> somebody told me I had <laughs> the dang to, wallet chain. Somebody had me, told me I had to do something. So I had to question, well, is it actually the right thing to do? Right. So my parents had always told me like, Jesus is the way, like he's your savior. He's the, he, he is the, what you should live your life for and try to emulate. Um, and for a long time, I was like, is that really what I believe? I had to kind of like go through like almost a year and a half of just questioning is, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, yeah. It was more of like just searching for answers. Which can be a as, good thing No, sometimes. it was. Um, and it, it taught me a couple of things. One, that my faith is very important to me and that it, it stuck. It was concrete somewhere in my heart that it wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, and I did believe the things that I was taught mm. separately from someone telling me I should do it. Sure. I came to that realization on my own. Yeah. Um, and it also taught me that, you know, asking questions is not a bad thing and it can actually help solidify some of the beliefs that you already have. So like even sure. today, um, you know, it, it might not be theological based, but it might be, <laughs> do I actually believe blank? Do I do? Can I reevaluate or at least take a step back and say, Hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about this thing. Maybe I can put that into the box of like, let me ask some questions. Let me dissect it. Let me kind of yeah. like get at it. And then, you Let's know, just talk I'll, about the elephant in the room. Right. Yeah. And then eventually you just come to say, you've either, you either confirm what you believe or you're able to adjust and kind of like reevaluate everything. So like that's, that's, that's basically my story is that. Love that. Were you a youth group kid? Yeah, for a long time. Well, uh, yeah. when I was a kid, I vacillated between going to youth group and going to big church. Um, <laughs> we call it a big church. I still call it big yeah. church. Um, but when I, again, when I was around. That's if you know if a kid has grown up in the church. Is it big church or little if church? If they're still an adult. Yeah. You know, and they're and they're going, wait, are, where are the kids? Are they in big church right. or are they in kids church? Yeah. 
Yeah. They um so around 17 or 18 I started kind of like going back to uh youth group and got really involved in youth group and during that rebellious questioning phase yeah I was almost constantly at church Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Sunday mm. nights, you know, whatever doing tech or music or whatever lock-ins or you know whatever yeah, like the was. doors were open you were there yeah basically. do you still have a relationship with your youth pastor yeah if i if i texted him he'd answer he'd, that's i mean awesome. i don't know that he is would... he still a youth pastor no i think he's one of the main pastors now we always do but shout out to benji but he um is that his name yeah his name was benji benji, benji lad benji lad mm -hmm. hmm. he 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 was such a, he came in and kind of took over high school youth and yeah. We were like, hey, we want to go play paintball and we want to have a lock in and we want to do this. He was like, all right, let's, let's do it. And we wore him out to the point where like <laughs> after the first lock in, he fell asleep in a closet somewhere oh, during yeah. that lock in. And he came out and he was like, we're never doing that again. I like Benji. I yeah. actually did the same thing. <laughs> we did one all nighter. Yeah. Here at Alive. And I was like, never again. Yeah. It was the worst decision I've ever made. Yeah. But he, 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 he loved us and we loved him and he was a, he was a good guy. <clears throat> Tim just coughed. Yeah, but you can edit that. No, I'm not going to edit I it I did out. a countdown no, for you. No, it's fine. I'm just going to... Darn it. I'm just shocked this is the first time I've coughed. Yeah. Man, I'm sucking on some cough drops right now. Okay, so you were a youth group kid. Mm -hmm. And then I know you said you went to Elon, mm -hmm. but then did you get your master's at North Greenville? No. So uh, you asked a question about my high school earlier. I'll, I'll give the educational thing. Or yeah, because like I'm curious. Thing. Where did you go to high school? So, um, born in Greenville Memorial Hospital, grew up here. Oh. Yeah, Greenville. Uh, grew up in Greenville and the, in the Taylor's area. We lived um, over in West Circle. Uh, if you go across Pelham, if you go across uh, not Plum, Pelham, if you go across uh, Pleasantburg, like you're going to go downtown yeah. where the CVS and the Walgreens is now. Oh yeah. And you go down that way. We were over there on the left for a couple of years. And, and then that's we, called the. It was the road is West Circle. Oh okay, I got you. I think so. Um, and then we, when I was two, we moved into the Kensington apartments over here at the yeah. train tracks yeah. for a little while. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then. Are we, you a nostalgic person? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever like drive by? And... Not because I was so young, I didn't really remember oh, okay. it, but yes, yeah, yeah. so I, that's for things I do remember. I like to do that. Yeah. But then I, we moved into, uh, there's a house, uh, over off of Taylor's road that my parents moved into that they're still there today. Oh. Um, they're about, they're literally five minutes from the church. What do your parents church. do? Uh, my dad is an interior exterior painter, just a general contract kind yeah. of guy. He runs his own business called Ballantine Painting. Huh. Um, he knows how to fix literally anything. Yeah. Um, or if he doesn't know, he'll figure it out. And my mom, uh, for a while worked as, she's still as a nurse, but she worked as a NICU nurse. Um, she was wow. a stay at home mom for a long time and then she went back yeah. to school and Good got her, her degree. Wow. What a boss. She, uh, did, uh, NICU nursing for a little while. Um, had to de deal with some health issues, but now she's mm. trying to get back into helping with, um, postpartum depression and, uh, people who have dealt with like issues with pregnancies and post pregnancies and things like that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you moved into your childhood home. Moved Parents to childhood are still home, there. Went to Brush Creek Elementary, Brush Creek Baptist Church, went to Northwood Middle School, <gasps> uh, Went to Riverside High School, but ah. I was one of the, I won't say I was a poor kid, but comparatively to some of the people who went over there, I was a poor kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. They could know. smell the poor on you. Oh my gosh. They were so like the Thornblade, Silverleaf, Sugar Creek uh, people over there. Yeah. It was. That's tough. They were the kind of Shout people Shout out who, the Thornblade. Yeah. There were some kids in there who would like, I don't 
you know, they would throw parties and like. I used was, to have that backpack, and then yeah. my dad got a job. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. Anyway, so did that, and then I went. And we're to, rocking Goodwill and Miracle Hill thrift store. Well, not that. I was, no, but I was just like, you know. You did wear a wallet chain. No, I didn't wear a wallet chain. Punk rock kids always shop at Goodwill. We did. There were a couple of Goodwill things. Yeah, there you go. But not like I mostly actually wore. For those who remember, there was a brand called Peace Frogs. Um, oh yeah, the big frog with the with peace. the peace sign. I used to wear Those just stickers were so popular. Literally, on cars. like my entire wardrobe when I was about thirteen to fifteen was, <laughs> was peace frogs. Peace frog. So it was like a peace frog as a skeleton, a peace frog as a pirate, the peace frog as like a you know tie dye. Big glasses on. <clears throat> yeah, literally, it was just there was a store we used to get that. So you were um, Riverside, the home of the Indians. Or the Warriors. Warriors, Warriors. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I was originally going to go to Clemson University to do computer science, and my goal was to be a computer animator for Pixar. Um, oh. Yeah, that was an old dream of mine. And then all of a sudden, uh, a buddy of mine was like, hey, I'm going to North Greenville to do m- media ministry. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And so I like looked into it, and I was like, I Didn't think, even know that was a major. No, I didn't. And then... Uh, I felt God calling me that direction. So I went to my parents and I was like, Hey, I don't want to go to Clemson anymore. I want to go to North Greenville and home of the Mounties or was it the Crusaders? Crusaders. Darn. Um, so I went to Greenville tech for a year to, to get rid of like, basically they paid me to go to that college. Cause you know, my yeah. grades were good. Got yeah. all my like sciences and maths out of the way. Uh, all the, and then all went, the prereqs. Yeah. All the prerequisites. And then I went to North Greenville for three semesters and did media ministry. Got out, was like, all right, I'm going to go. Did you enjoy it? <clears throat> Can I badmouth North Greenville? <laughs> I don't want to well, badmouth North I, Greenville. I, well, yeah, we don't. We, I mean, shout out to the to yeah. our Crusader friends. I, I think you can say what you what you didn't like. And I, yeah. So for me personally, there were I loved the people I met, like the teachers, the friends, the staff, like everybody that I met. Stephen Furtick. I don't know that I met him, <laughs> but like I, I, I enjoyed the relationships I built when I was there. Yeah, academically. Um, it was very like my major was very theory based and there was oh, a lot okay. of like, all right, now that the theory is done in the classroom, you are responsible for going and finding a church or a, a media place to volunteer and do extra time with. Interesting. Um, and for me as a, as a, as a college kid and a high school kid who did not really have to study or do anything that was mm. licensed for me to do nothing. So like partly it was my fault, partly it was theirs, but I didn't get any of like the really hands-on experience other than going to my church and like doing it myself. So gotcha. it was one of those things where I wish that the academics were a little bit more stringent, stringent or strict. Um, just so that I could have had more coming out of uh, undergrad. But then I, I came out was like, I'm going to go work for a church literally no churches were hiring all they wanted was volunteer positions well yeah i was about to say your your role like in my world yeah every church is looking for we need a student pastor your role is a luxury yeah at least i think so yeah for churches it Um, is most 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 tech places are volunteer based so if you go to another church especially smaller ones a lot of times they don't have their tech people on staff they have just a very passionate person who wants to help on, on tech that's just kind of yeah. The wiring of a lot so of So is that people. discouraging? Like you get out, you have your undergrad, you're mm-hmm. ready to hit the ground running. Brick yeah, wall. It really was. And so uh, another buddy of mine who he went straight from Clemson to Elon to do his master's um, said, hey, I'm doing my graduate program. This is a 10 month intensive program. It's interactive media. It's all the stuff you love. It, it's really good. I'm enjoying my time here. 
um, you should do it. So I basically took a year off and worked at Walmart in Traveler's Rest for a little while. The Walmart in yeah. TR where you fell in love with Sarah. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll, do you fr- see it all connected? Yeah. <laughs> worked there for Dude, a year. you worked at Walmart? In the electronics section. I feel yeah. like we could have a whole nother hour oh, just talking stories. about their stories. Wally World. Come find me. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> um, you know people are going to do that. Oh, now. absolutely. I, I look forward to Did you have to wear to the it. cute little vest? No, because I... Well, Yeah. It was a shirt, or a, I don't remember exactly what well, it was. They were vests, little blue vests. Maybe it was, yeah. Anyway, regardless, I worked there for a year, and then I I applied and got into the graduate program, and basically said goodbye. And you to got on it. the intercom at Walmart, and you were like, "Attention, Walmart shoppers, <laughs> Tyler's out of here." <laughs> but yeah, I basically said goodbye, and I jumped onto the graduate program and did ten months of just like Sweet. really. I mean, I'm talking about like really intensive, like academically pressured work where i mean they even told us when we first got there they were like say goodbye to your friends and family for a year you're here with us dang yeah but it was so fulfilling like it was so cool i I really enjoyed that um you were there for 10 months yep okay and then then got out six months of job searching um and then got the seo web development go back to walmart during the six months no i went home Um, no you got on the intercom and quit you're (laughs) never coming back (laughs) yeah no i went home and i think i i helped again anytime i don't have a job i usually go hey hey dad can i have can i have some can i help you with work and he's like yeah sure hold the scaffolding or help me build it or as a father i'm sure it's like of course it's a win-win i get quality time with you yeah you make some coin so i I did that for a little while and then uh got the web web development job Worked there for a year and a half or a little over, then came home, uh, worked for my dad a little bit longer, and then got this job, and the rest is history. Yeah, I love that. Um, So in that time, obviously, you're learning how you're wired, Mm -hmm. who you are, lots of self-awareness. We are a big Strength Finders church, Mm -hmm. and I know we probably don't have that much time left, so I want to end with your top five. Okay. But I, I would rather put you on the spot. And do you know your bottom five? I don't. I never unlocked oh, my other ones. I'm sorry. That's my number one question with strength finders is oh, I don't really no. care what your top five. Right. I want to know your I want to know your bottom five because I think that's more telling than the top five. Mm-hmm. But what just out of curiosity's sake, what is your top five? So I'll, I'm gonna do my my little spiel here. Okay. Strength finders is a personality test. It's a wide brush of a, of that we're painting for people. So it is not yeah. you as a encapsulated person. It is you as a it's it's a tool to use to help define. How dare help. you? Just say your top five. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to say. Don't question I, the God of Strength Finder. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to give that disclaimer because some people. I feel like again, we were talking about this before we started that there are some people who are like, Strength Finder is me. It is who I am, and that's yeah. all. And Eat, I'm like, sleep and breathe. And then there are other people who are like, Strength Finder is just a load of bull hockey. Except and like, the devil. Yeah, and it's like there's there's a middle ground somewhere yeah. in there. So my my top five are adaptability, so I can kind of adapt hmm. to whatever situation I'm in. Uh, restorative, so I want to fix literally everything I come across. Um, intellection, which is just like I love to just talk and kind of like let's just let's dissect something and kind Hence of this podcast yeah, it, basically yeah. yeah um so just information and really uh like deep discussions about things um input which is gathering information um i didn't say it yes, I you saw did. no i said deep i didn't say okay, anything okay. else um uh, th- to, to clarify there is a phrase that we use on another podcast at north hills that i will not say on this podcast because it's my rule i won't say it it's it's not we're not doing it um and then uh, input is like the gathering of, of information. I and love for that. me, cool. 
it's it uh, it houses a lot of like physical collections so like when i'm collecting games and books and movies and figures it's Hmm. information that i'm going into and seeing uh, a lot of i love that and then my last one is connectedness which is literally just everything's connected i believe you so yeah because i have that in my connectedness is in my top five so out of your top five which one do you think nails you the best Because they say if you were to take it again, right. your number four could be your number one again. Right. So it's kind of a crapshoot. I don't know. I feel like input really input and adaptability are the two big ones that like I land on a lot of. I really like collecting information, and I'm really good at like just kind of going with the flow. Yeah, of I see that. Whatever's. I love that. All right, I have two more questions for you. How okay. much time do we have left? Uh, we're kind of at the end, but we can we can hit the two more questions. Okay, look, do. this is look, this, this is, is my interview. Podcast. I put this podcast together. We can we'll go it. We'll go two Stick hours. Stick to the man. We'll go two hours. Put that wallet chain on. <laughs> we're fighting the man, man. All right, two questions, and then we're gonna end with the finale of season two of yep. kind of all these episodes. And I'm so excited to ask you a quick draw type. Questions. I really we, hope I remember to put this as the season finale. Otherwise, this is going to be really a good awkward. point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I would love to end with what is something about you, about Tyler, that would surprise us or be something that we would have no idea is a part of who Tyler is? Because I'll share that with like people kind of put me in a box. Yeah. And if my wife says, you know, Tim's actually really quiet at home yeah. and he's kind of a organizational neat freak yeah it surprises people because i think they think i'm flying by the seat of my pants tim's a moron can't keep up with his keys or (laughs) how has he not lost his children by now right that's actually not who i am right yes we kind of know who you are what you're passionate about but what's that one thing that would surprise people about you so uh i think when people meet me i i am intense like Hmm. when somebody meets me i have I have kind of like, I'm not a very smiley person. I'm kind of more of a, like my face is always in a, almost a, a resting aggressive mode. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it looks like you're in deep thought. Yeah. Or like, I'm going to like jump across the table and like murder you or something. Murder, you know, it's just yeah. like, um, <laughs> and so when people meet me, they're either scared of me or they feel like I'm a, a really intense kind of, again, aggressive person. And that's not you. And that's not me. Agreed. I feel like, uh, I'm both my, my wife calls me a, um, uh, what's the phrase she uses? It's the, I'm the most, well, a little bit. Sometimes she's like, you've got like a teddy bear inside you, but she says you're the most, you, you look like a a pessimist, but you act like an optimist or you Hmm. like you're, 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 you look like a pessimist, but inside you're like the biggest optimist in the world. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just like I, I don't feel that intense. You know what I mean? Like it's no, you're right. (coughs) Excuse me. You're right. Because I remember playing drums one Thursday night during rehearsal. And there was a, there was a new guy playing guitar and you were in this zone. You were, there was like nine different fires you had to put out 10 different people needed something from you. And you were just laying the smack down. Like you were, you were in charge, large and in charge. And the guy leans over and was like, man, what a jerk. I was like, here's what's funny about Tyler. He's not. Yeah. He's a he's a super chill yeah. guy that'll shoot the breeze with you, but he's in work mode right now. Right, yeah. Get out of his way. Yeah. I tell Brian uh, uh Gilbert, he, we make a joke that that Easter we live stream, he we I was like 
again putting out fires everywhere i was in charge yep. like coronavirus is there so it was only like six of us <laughs> i was in charge of literally getting everything ready i've got this for everything. mask on my face and uh brian came in and he was like hey what if we did blank blah blah, blah. i don't even remember what he asked me and I, no! I, I turned to him and i went brian stay in your lane and i walked away and and to this day he will not let me yes. live it down so he's like something you know we'll be joking around and he'll be like tyler I think, you, I think you need to stay in your lane, lane man. <laughs> so and Brian Gilbert. Oh my goodness. I love that. Guy. Like if you look at the worship arts team. Yeah. What an eclectic group. Cause oh the worship gosh, arts yeah. team is you, mm-hmm. Nicole, mm-hmm. George is your admin. You have Brian Gilbert. She's, she's Brian's admin. I don't think she helps me a lot, but I don't think she's my admin. Oh, well, she's kind then. Cause she's, she does a lot for yeah. you. <laughs> then you've got Justin Pitcock. Yep. Quinn Barnado, mm-hmm. Jenny Dunster, yep. and then the head honcho over at Ryan Ferguson. Yep. And I feel like every, even though you're the biggest team, uh, departmental wise on our staff, you could not be the most eclectic. Yeah. We're very and, different. But like, you, you guys complement each yeah. other so well and it, and it works. So, so yeah, that's, I'd, I'd say that I'm, I'm not as intense. I'm not as like, I'm not angry. I'm actually very happy and very, you know, you're so, doing you. Yeah. I, I Sometimes I'll get texts from people like, I saw you driving down the road. You looked mm-hmm. so mad. Yeah. It's like when I drive, I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah, you're in deep thought. You're like, Rrr. yeah. So, okay. So I don't even know if this is a place you can plug this, but I would like for you to. Sure. Um, how can people get involved with you? Like the tech ministry here? Yeah. Uh, and, and what are you looking for as far as people that would be a good fit to be on your team? So, uh, easy answer is that you just need to email me or find me either physically on Sunday. Because then it proves they know how to work a computer. Yeah, well, part of it. (laughs) But if you can (laughs) either find me on Sunday and be like, hey, I'd love to join the tech team. I'll get you started with like coming to a rehearsal and shadowing. Um, And then if you just, or if you just email me and say, hey, I'm really interested in jumping in tech. Tyler B at NorthHillsChurch.com. T-Y-L-E-R-B is in boy at NorthHillsChurch.com. Yeah, email email me at uh, there and I'll I'll figure it out. And the great thing about serving with you is like, it's a once a month need. Mostly. Like we've got a couple of people who want to serve more often and who do serve more often, but a lot of it is more like the, the ultimate goal is that we can spread people out and just have them serve yeah. where they need to. But yeah, it's it, tech tech volunteers. It's it either feels like it's the boat's on fire and we need to get as many people as possible, or it's okay. Well, now we've got this many people, but because we have this many people, we can't fit them all into the spots. But we need them because they're extra. Yeah. Because we don't have them, the boat's on fire again, and I it's just yeah. It. Okay, Tyler, this has been so great. Yeah, I've enjoyed um, it. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing stuff. Uh, I know this will serve our people well. I hope when they see you in the hallway, they have a new appreciation for you and everything that you do. I can speak on behalf of everyone on the staff. What you do is so important. Um, I remember a time before Tyler and oh goodness, it was a headache. And some Sundays we would walk in and just fingers crossed. Mm. I, I hope the stuff's working. Yeah. Cause if the soundboard isn't working or the computer or the light board or a microphone or, I mean, I could, name off a million different things. It was very frustrating. And what you do sets um, a lot of us up for success that can be a quote unquote face. Like when Peter shows up, you know, he, he doesn't have to worry about anything. And the burden that takes off of them or some of the other people is massive. So thanks for everything you do. I enjoy doing it. Yeah, Best hire we've ever had <laughs> at, at North Hills. Okay. So we're going to end this time with something that I call 
the top 10 NHC slash staff questions as fast as you can challenge. All right. You have to answer them as fast as you can. You are not allowed to not answer them. Okay. You have to answer them. You have to be honest. Disclaimer, this is my podcast and I can just edit this part out if I need to. <laughs> you do hold all the power, but I know you'll make the right decision. Um, and so here we go. go. It's, it's going to be a quick draw. Uh, number one, favorite staff member. Me. Nope. <laughs> Who's your favorite staff member? Um, right now, probably Justin Pitcock. He's, <gasps> I work with him very closely like every week and yeah. we just have a rapport going Shout on. Shout out to the director of communication yeah director of communication he, he was also a, a great replacement for jay tickle yeah. he's done so well all right quick draw number two and i love this one who would win in a fight matt nesberg or ryan ferguson ryan ferguson what yeah matt nesberg is mammoth no he is and i think he would give a really good fight to ryan but i think ryan <laughs> would if if Ryan could reach his face, Ryan could give the one ha- could give the one haymaker and just Matt's down. No, you didn't. That's so great. I would love to see those two just throw down. It would be fun. We should like put a like a a, a like a donation, like a yeah. hey, they're gonna we're gonna put up like a wrestling we're raising ring money or, to send yeah. kids on a mission trip. Yeah, and then they just go out and just like duke it out. That'd be great. <laughs> that is so great. Uh, okay, quick draw number three. Mm-hmm. Funniest staff member. Oh gosh. Okay, so the funniest staff member, I think, low key, mm-hmm. is probably Heather McHale. Uh, oh yes. Like she doesn't say a lot. Who like, is Heather? What did she do? So has she's, she been on? She has been on. She's season oh, one. There you go. So you should go listen to her podcast if you haven't. But yep. yeah, she's she's super funny. She's awesome. She's a life group leader with our student yeah. ministry, and the kids love her. All right, number four, quick draw. Most intimidating staff member. Ooh. Um. Probably say Jeannie Roberts. Oh. <gasps> Oh, yeah, yeah, she she she's she she's a me. sweetie, but like she comes in and she's just like, Tim, what was this on your gonna, visa? Yeah, we're gonna get this. We're gonna get the finance part of it done. So she she's a lot like me in that if you meet her, she is in work yeah. mode and she has got she's like the, the best. She's the focus, but yeah. No, but when she comes in my office, yeah, uh, my stomach will drop. I'm like, oh no. She 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 holds her own. What I'm have I done? You. And Jeannie, show me grace and mercy. <laughs> All right, quick draw number five. If you could swap spots with one staff member. Who would it be and why? Swap spots is it like I would take their responsibility? No, like when people ask me if you could switch lives with anyone, who would it be? And I say Jimmy Fallon. Like uh, if, if you could swap spots with anyone on staff, who would it be and why? Not their life, what they do. Oh, nobody. I'm just, that's a, I know that's a lame answer, but I can't think of anybody that I would switch spots with. Oh, I like my thing. Well, that's no fun. I'm sorry. But, but if you were forced to, like Tyler, you're done being our, our tech director. You have to take someone's spot. Who would you pick? I'm going to say Ryan Ferguson because it would absolutely eat him alive to know that I was in charge. <laughs> After he was done beating yeah. up Matt Nesberg. Oh, that's so great. He'd be like, oh no, this, this whole thing's going to collapse. <laughs> so great. All right, quick draw number six. Question six. Staff member most likely to make you cry. Oh. Good or bad? Um... Oh gosh, I've never, I haven't thought about that. Um, probably, I will say when it's not typical, but when he gets into it, Greg Babbitts, uh, like he'll give like, uh, an update on like a struggling family or like, uh, a life issue that someone's going through. And he has the ability to like, sometimes every now and then he'll get emotional. And when he gets emotional, I'm I'm sitting there like going, (gasps) 
<laughs> I gotta hold it in. I'm like that with Alan Bunn. Yeah. If Alan Bunn gets emotional, it could be about like a biscuit he ate in the morning. Yeah. I'll cry with him. And it's him. like, they don't do it that often, but when they do, it's like, Waterworks okay, are we're, coming. We're, we're hitting it. All right, quick draw. Number seven. Which department is the hardest to run tech for? Oh gosh. Um, I would say like and, like when this department needs your help, right. you're like, oh crud. Uh so I wouldn't say that specific well partly I'd say that. Uh counseling. Counseling, <laughs> no, honestly, I counseling, they are cursed. It's not their fault, but they're cursed because every time they have like the most computer issues, they have the most uh like tech issues, all of their events have something go wrong with them. And it's not them, it's not the people in the in the in the department. It's just yeah. they have I don't know if they have bad luck or whatever, because they'll say They'll come to me and they'll be like, Tyler, I did literally everything right. And I'll say, all right, show it to me. And they'll walk me through and it's literally step by step what I showed them. And it still went wrong for them. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of feels like my family huddles. <laughs> That's hilarious. Shout out to counseling. Yeah. Lynn Adams. They're great. Kim Tuttle. And I don't know. The rest of them. them. Yeah, the rest <laughs> of them. Uh, which service on Sunday is your favorite and why? Uh, I really like third service um, for mm. a couple of reasons. Yeah. One, the renewal ladies usually come to third oh, service. Oh, yeah. And they bring it they bring every the single They bring it every single time. We need and, to like, there's like 20 of them. Yeah. We need to divide them up so every service gets a little. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, a little boost. But um, between them and just the fact that it's the last service of the day, live stream is over. I don't have to worry about like, we've figured all, all You've the. You've come back after a nap. Yeah, we've, we've, the kinks are out. Let's, we'll, we'll do one Good last point. one. Yeah. All right. I love this one. And I giggled when I wrote it. Oh, did you? Brian, Quinn, or Jenny? Jenny. 100%. <laughs> you didn't even think. No, I'll throw Quinn and Brian off a bus before I throw Jenny, Jenny out. Jenny is the best. She literally, she helps run so much. She does all my scheduling for the tech volunteers. Like, she mm. helps with that. Um, she is just on it. Now, I love Brian and Quinn, but like. Of course. Yeah, yeah. but it's Jenny. No, I'd, I'd pick Jenny. Yeah, and her youngest son is my favorite. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Liam. Liam. Yeah. I could hold him and cuddle with him forever. All right. Last one. Quick draw number 10. Name as many lay elders as you can. Not like our pastors who are elders, the lay elders. Like the ones that aren't technically. They have a full-time job somewhere else, but they're all, they're our boss. Uh, I, to be honest, I might name some people who used to be elders, but I think Clay Tootin. Nope. He's not one anymore. He, he was former. Former Barry Wingo. Ding, 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 Um, uh. Wessel. What's Ms. his first Dr. name? Dr. Wessel. Uh, mm. Thomas Nice. Wessel? Tom Wessel. Yeah. Um, uh, is there an Allen somewhere in there? Something Allen? I'll give you a hint. Okay, give it to me. He's really good at making pancakes. Oh, um, Haas. That's right. What's uh, his first name? His son is Davey. His yeah. name... I, I literally just spoke to him last Sunday. Why am I blanking on it? The pressure is on. boss. Um, Dale. Dale Haas, yeah. Yeah. And there's a couple others. Uh, there's a, he's a, he's got glasses. He's, uh, in short hair. He used to be. He's my favorite. Um, he, uh, I can see his face. I don't remember his name. He works with money. I don't remember now. Abe Schwartz. Abe Schwartz. Yeah. That's the one. Dude, you got to get Abe on an episode. I think he's, we're going to schedule all the elders are going to get on. He is a boss. All right. The only other one I can think you're missing is Joel Taylor. Yeah. And I didn't think of him because he used to be on staff. Former. So, yeah. Yeah. Out of all the lay elders. If you had to fight, actually out of all the elders and you can't choose Ryan or Matt uh-huh. and you had to go fight zombies, who would you choose? Honestly, probably Barry Wingo. What? I think that he would like... The wingman? I think he would know how to like navigate the world 
and it would either be him or maybe Alan Shearer. But like they would know how to navigate the world. So if we came across anybody well, or whatever, point. they would just be able to like negotiate whatever I we like needed that to. Or, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, Tyler, this has been a great timeout with yeah. you. Uh, I would encourage anyone listening, get to know Tyler, say hi to him on Sunday morning. Uh, if you love tech, if you just love serving God's people through cameras or light boards or whatever the case may be, shoot him an email, get Don't on his team. Out. Yeah, I think uh, you will not regret that. And please come talk to me about video games or nerdy things at all all day long. I will talk your ear off. It's true. Yeah. Oh, Marvel or DC? Marvel. I like DC stuff, but I prefer Marvel at the moment. Favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, is it is Raphael the Tekka one where he's got like he does all the inventions? That's Donatello. Donatello then? No, the Donatello's the leader, isn't he? That's Leonardo. No, are Leonardo, you kidding me? Leonardo's not the leader. Yes, he Leonardo's is. Leonardo's not the leader. Donatello's are you the leader. Me? We're not going to end this with a fight. We're going to. We'll, we'll talk Leonardo about this Leonardo was the leader. You guys, Donatello was the the you like real techie guy. Raphael was the jerk attitude like teenage Tyler, and Michelangelo was the party dude. Oh, you are right. Leonardo is the leader. I love that we're ending this that i'm uh, right <laughs> yes all right people of north hills uh we love you i don't know how you end these i never listened to an end i just say thanks for joining us and oh 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 recently february 1st 2018 Raphael was going to be the new team leader no what yeah, Raphael? that's what he said oh what do you want the onion no it fake was news, LA, la times news. la times reported this in 2018 fake it was news. rise of the teenage new ninja turtles okay we gotta end this we're, we're like an hour and 15 minutes beyond it bye-bye goodbye everybody thanks for joining us and uh, thanks for listening to time out i can't wait to cough